0: welcome to the journey with umpo podcast a sacred space for healing love and rediscovering your life purpose introducing your host umpo. Welcome to Journey with M'Po. I sincerely appreciate you for dedicating some time to tune into the show. Unfortunately, we do not have Keone in the studio today. He has a cold and also needed an energy rejuvenation time out. No one loves a self care request like that more than the Journey with M'Po family. This is what September is all about. So take good care of yourself, Keone. And we will honor your time when you are ready. Fortunately, this allows us some housekeeping time and also gives the JWM family an opportunity to catch up on those lengthy yet worthwhile episodes from the previous weeks. Yay! So right into housekeeping. Season 1 will end at episode 20. But fret not because season two will resume on December 1st, the perfect way to start the season of Jingle Bells and family. Season one has been a blast and we have enjoyed ourselves. Season two will be even more amazing. We will host special guests from, wait for it, South Africa, and we'll also have an international poetry slam champion a little more structure with episode times and competitions and we may just interview that guy that i'm married to too i hope you're ready i am excited for the future from now on we will be posting our instagram ulr link on the notes for the episode so kindly feel free to click on that to get to our instagram page Also, don't forget that all the poems that I recite on the show are available in print version on the website at journeywithmpaw.com. But for now, let's focus on the present. Before we dive into today's episode, I would love to start us off with a few deep breaths. There has been a lot going on in our lives communities, nations, and planet. Now more than ever, there is a greater need to learn how to slow down the racing mind and how to increase our awareness and consciousness. That is to experience life, not only through this human body, but to be in alignment with our higher selves. As you take your deep breaths, focus, on this present moment, and the beauty that is here. Let's take a deep breaths. Release your concerns, worries, and schedules, and just really, Intentionally fill and empty your lungs. Welcome to the now, a place we seldom live in. Understandably so, the world has become somewhat of a scary place, but there is still a great deal of beauty in this life. Which brings me to today's episode. Those of you who follow the Journey with Mpo Instagram page and have me on Facebook will know that in the past week, I had expressed the need to speak out on the senseless and brutal murder of South African women. Hence, upon reflection, I have decided that the best way to ignite a collective healing energy is to truly dedicate considerable time into this discussion. Journey with Mpo would like to pride itself in being a reasonable bridge between the world and South Africa. Majority of our family is based in the United States, then some in South Africa, Thailand, Australia, and the UK. Hence, accidentally, we have become educators of what is South Africa and who South Africans are. An unintentional responsibility as it is, it is still one we take on with great humility and care. I have spent some time contemplating the line between this responsibility and being considered arrogant or egotistical by my brothers and sisters. Reason being, I no longer live in South Africa, and that is a fair point. However, I have spent the first two decades of my life in the country. I am still South African, and I have personal first-hand experience on domestic violence. And the women I care most about, my mother, sister, grandmother, cousins, and aunts, still live in South Africa. This is the standpoint from which my discussion will develop. I have chosen to use episode 16 to start from the beginning. That is, if there even is one. Before I dive into the heat of discord, I would like to present the JWM family with a little history and case study. Firmicide. A term rightfully often not recognized by many around the world. In South Africa, it is a daily vocabulary word. It means the killing of a woman or girl, in particular by a man and on account of her gender. In a broader context, it is the violence against women comprised of a wide range of acts. Verbal harassment, emotional abuse, physical and sexual abuse, and the intentional murder of women and girls. To be a woman in South Africa is an extreme sport. It it not only means holding your breath as you walk past a group of men who often feel entitled to your body. It means even those that you have entrusted with your heart and love may end up not only killing you, but burning your body beyond recognition. According to a study by the South African Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation, South Africa has one of the highest rates of violence against women on the entire continent, with a rate five times the global average. In the U.S., Approximately three women are killed every day by a current or former intimate partner. In South Africa, a woman is killed every three hours. My social media timelines, particularly Twitter, are often plastered with girls and women missing and then found dead. This is a daily reality. Of my country and you may perhaps ask what is the real problem does South Africa have a rape culture where are the police and why aren't these cases reported in the age of hashtag men are trash are there still any good Samaritans left these are questions all too frequently debated on social media platforms and I often steer clear of these heated debates because it is a matter too close to home for me. Are you guys still breathing? This is a safe space and I am often weary of burdening the JWM family with emotions too overwhelming. I work tirelessly to keep the space pure and to use it to bring sunshine and hope into your lives. There are so many moving pieces in this world, minute by minute, and the system is overloaded. So if we could share the light and inspire others, so be it. However, sometimes it is necessary to bring in a little darkness with the hope that it will ignite some light. My country is emotionally distraught. The women in my country live in a constant suffocating and unbearable fear. And I have been quiet for too long. I have instead chosen to run and seek shelter in spaces like this. However It ends today. In this very moment, I speak. The silence has gained me nothing, and so I have decided to use my voice. I speak from both the voice of an observer and that of a domestic abuse survivor. Here's my first real poem from long ago on domestic abuse, rape, my experience. Rapist. He is a rapist. Like the boys who force their hands into cookie jars even after they are told no. They take the N-O and turn it into O-N and now it's on. Get him off me. His strong legs are pressing onto her legs to keep her thighs locked in a wide open position. Get him off me. Her scream is wrenched low as his body presses against hers. Her nose a moans of pain. No, no, no. Maybe he can't hear her. Maybe he doesn't want to hear her. Stop, get him off me. And when he's done... He's not the thief waiting in a dark alley with a mask and a gun. He's not the fuckboy wearing his pants low and blasting rap music. He's somebody's sister. A father to a daughter. A gentleman who has a way with his words. Charming, charismatic, and cunning. And she... Is not the girl with the tasteless tattoos dressed in crop tops and bum shorts. No, she doesn't even occasionally smoke weed. Before he thieved her innocence, she was actually a virgin. Now she's just another girl with a shattered hymen. Long after the incident, she takes long showers trying to figure out how to wash him off her skin. Pray, they say. Where was Jesus in her moment of crucifixion? Mama always begged, watch out for the bad boys. But what about the boys who can never take no for an answer? Boys trapped in a man's body with their childish minds encouraging their false sense of entitlement to access a woman's body. Rapist. He is a rapist. Quit the stereotypes and deal with the rape culture. week during a session with my therapist that I realized at the core of my fear is this. Growing up and watching my mother survive domestic abuse violence, I learned very early on in life that there were no monsters under my bed. The monsters were actually the men in the streets. And as I held on to this belief, it became my reality when i was 18 and still a virgin i was raped till this day i am ashamed to tell the people in my life this is how that day unfolded it was supposed to be a simple double date between my then best friend But her boyfriend ended up arriving late and wanted to do something else and that's how I ended up with this guy whom, before the violation I had only met once. And I'm often very wary of saying the names of the perpetrators in any story. Because I think it gives them an unnecessary spotlight. I don't think it's worth it. Rape victims do not talk about rape because society often victim blames. And if not, they victim label. Like Ashley said in episode 10, one gets tired of being known as nothing more than just a rape victim. In South Africa, the few guys I dated had a terribly difficult time accepting no for an answer. Even if we weren't dating, all of a sudden you'd be cornered by someone who feels a business meeting can turn into sex. A ride home or anywhere means payment with your body even if you offer to pay with money. A rape culture, not once was I ever asked by any guy I had dated, are you comfortable with this? Is this what you really want? It was assumed. And this is why I believe this is the foundation of the entitlement to women's bodies. The next level of violation comes when you attempt to report the violation at a police station. Questions like, are you serious? You guys are dating, so he didn't rape you. But how can you dress like this and not expect him to be tempted? We're looking for murderers and serious crimes, stop playing. And so I understand the difficulty for victims in my country to report that or to talk to anyone about that. At the core of my appreciation for my South African male friends is the fact that they want to do something. As our news are flooded with cries from women, my male friends often ask, how can we help? If we are quiet and do nothing, then we are part of the problem. Hence, there has been a rise in organizations determined and dedicated to teaching boys how to be good men. One of the organizations that comes to mind is Brothers for Life, which started in 2017 after Karabo Mokwena was murdered. The women in South Africa have started hashtagging, am I next? In a plea for the government, South African men and the justice system to do something. Firmicide knows no borders. This was made evident in 2013 when Oscar Pistorius brutally murdered his girlfriend on Valentine's morning. The year 2017 came with not just murders of women, but horrific burnings of their bodies. Garabo Mokwena was one of the women who passed in this horrific manner after her boyfriend murdered her took her body out of his apartment in a trash can, dumped the body in a felt, and finally burnt it. For me, the insanely horrific part of this was when the boyfriend posted on his social media accounts seeking assistance to help find his missing girlfriend. This year, the outcry increased as Nene, a 19-year-old University of Cape Town student, was murdered in cold blood by a man she was not even dating or had known prior to the violation. She went to pick up a package from the post office where the guy was working, and he proceeded to rape and murder her. The list is endless. All I'm asking is perhaps for you guys to do some research and maybe help. There are a few organizations in South Africa that assist domestic abuse survivors and women who have been left destitute as a result. I'd like to encourage listeners to donate to an organization called the Frida Hartley Organization. It is a home for... Destitute women in Johannesburg. Their website is f r I D A H A R T L E Y dot org hartley.org and they have a donation button on their website. Also, I was trying to get into contact with the Karabo Foundation, Karabo Mokwena Foundation in South Africa, however, they don't have a donation button, so I'm still awaiting a response on my email. But if anyone else could contact them and reach out, see how we can help. I love you guys so much and thank you for giving me this safe space and for entrusting me with your time and listening ears. Words can never truly express how grateful I am to have this platform and to use it in a way that positively affects or effects change thank you for taking the time to tune in in the next episode we continue the discussion as I deconstruct my latest domestic abuse poem titled roses are red I have performed this poem on several stages in Hawaii, but never allowed for the visual recording of it. You're going to want to hear this one. To my sisters in South Africa, I am terribly sorry for the horrors. I know you're trying and doing your best. Hang in there. History has taught us that no horrors continue forever. Until next time, Maholukwe, Kiyotaba, Rebuile, Aloha.